WSB's. I'm WSB's Eric Erickson, and as you listen to my friends Rush and Sean, know that the WSB 24-hour breaking news center is hard at work. Whenever and wherever there's breaking news, severe weather, or traffic red alert, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will not hesitate to break in. Depend on it. Now it's time for Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in D.C. on the Sean Hannity Show. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C., the one and only Jamie Dupree, sir, on this pre-debate. Well, I guess tomorrow's the pre-debate edition. Debate Eve, let's say. How about let's, that? Let's say the debate Eve. Thank you for bailing me out here. Uh, speaking of which, I don't think this timing is a coincidence. You have the Club for Growth as launched a million-dollar anti-Trump campaign and uh, basically arguing that he is not a conservative. And uh, l- let me tell you, attacking him in Iowa, which is now the most direct, most well-funded attempt within the Republican Party to take him down, they unveiled a pair of TV ads for reporters at this press conference, and uh, it basically shows images of Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, the other charges Trump with. He supports this eminent domain abuse. Yeah, the Kelo decision. He has said he's a supporter of that. And, of course, the Kelo decision by the U.S. Supreme Court a few years back has been heatedly rebuked by most Republicans. You know, we've talked about it, Sean. This is not meant as a hit on Donald Trump. It's the truth. He has been able to get to the top of the GOP field while not following Republican orthodoxy on a number of uh, uh, of issues. And to his credit, he's been able to do that because I don't think anybody else would have the ability to take those same stances and do that. Now, here's the difference so far. You know, tomorrow in the debate, we'll see some people probably jab at him, etc. So far, those really haven't worked. I just wonder... You know, uh, attack ads, the one thing about attack ads, everybody, of course, says they don't like them, but they work. Now, our, Donald Trump has shown us that for him, he hasn't had to follow sort of the conventional rules of how to run a campaign. Keep, he hasn't been I keep saying down. he has defied the yeah. laws of conventional political gravity. And so does that mean that he can also defy that when it comes to hard-hitting campaign ads. Uh, you know, we don't know the answer to that. We'll see whether or not this Club for Growth uh, effort against him uh, has any uh, impact, because a lot of times, if you do not respond with your own paid media, with ads, it can hurt you. I remember, I think it was, yeah, it was four years ago, there was a debate in uh, in in Iowa, and I remember getting in my rental car to drive to an event in the middle, uh, I think I was going to Fort Dodge, Iowa, and there were, I mean, ad after ad against Gingrich. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, Gingrich is in trouble. I haven't heard a Gingrich ad all day. And the Gingrich people said, well, we're not going to run anything. We think his, you know, his record speaks for itself. And everybody sort of sat there and thought that's not going to work. And it didn't for Gingrich in Iowa. I'm not saying the same thing's going to happen to Trump, but it'll be another interesting little uh, a study in whether or not the conventional rules of campaigning apply to Donald Trump this Look, year I, There's no doubt negative campaigning works. That's why we keep seeing it. I mean, to th- to, for anybody to say that it doesn't work is is just foolish did you see the trump rally last night in in dallas it was like a rock concert sure it reminds me uh frankly it reminds me of barack obama four years ago doesn't it uh, I, I, honestly i had the same observation and he 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 fills basketball stadiums with you know 18 20 000 people i mean up until yeah. eight years ago i i had seen big crowds i had been to lots of events but you know if you got 500 or a thousand that was a pretty big event and then i started going to these things where uh barack obama's you know got eighteen thousand or twenty thousand well Donald Donald Trump is able to do that. Uh, he had a huge rally in Dallas. He's going to have another big rally on the battleship Iowa tonight. It's now a, a museum on the south side of Los Angeles, and I'm sure there'll be a whole bunch of people there. He can draw these crowds, and it, they're more than just people interested in Donald Trump, obviously. They're interested in him leading a movement against the establishment, really. But you know what's parts. amazing, too? There's no teleprompter. He speaks off the top of the, his head. He's self-deprecating. You know, 
know, he 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 really inspires people with the narrative making America great again. And I, I think this is going to sort of ebb and flow into this debate in as much as everybody's going to want to attack him. And I'm not sure that's a good strategy. I think Ted yeah. Cruz has probably taken the right course, which is, you know what? I'm following Reagan's 11th commandment. And that is I'm not going after other people. I'm telling you where I stand and the issues that matter to me. And, you know, movements sometimes take on a life of their own. And, if you know, so far, Trump has been able to show that he ain't going away. No, no, he's, he's not going away. And I don't think he's I think it would be a mistake to think he's going away anytime soon. But I also think it would be a mistake to think that other candidates are not going to sit back and just do nothing. Uh, I mean, if you're going to have a chance to win, you've got to try something against Trump. It's like it's like uh, maybe uh, compared to the NFL, you're playing somebody in your division two times each year. You got to beat them to get to the playoffs. And sometimes the other team just has you no matter what, no matter what you try, it doesn't work. So far, there have been a variety of efforts by these different Republicans. Uh, It didn't work for Rick Perry, obviously. Uh, It hasn't worked for uh, Rand Paul. Carly Fiorina has seen her numbers bump up a little, but really not that much. I'd I'd say the big winner of the week poll-wise, besides Donald Trump, is Ben Carson. Ben Carson, yeah. I mean, the two of them, the New York Times poll out today has Trump at 27, Carson at 23. No one else is in double digits. In fact, the highest after that, Bush, Rubio, and Huckabee all at six. So, you know, nobody's even sniffing double digits otherwise in that poll. I mean, that's if you're one of, you know, the people that thought that they were going to do really well, you're, you've got to be disappointed at this point. Every poll seems to be saying the same thing. If it, these are not outliers at this point. And the same thing goes on the other side. Horrible news for Hillary Clinton down double digits in Iowa, 22 points in, in New Hampshire, and Trump, by the way, opening up a lead in the key state as well. You know, and, and the thing about Trump's numbers, several things that are showing themselves. Trump's uh, favorable, unfavorables have flipped in a number of states. He's now seen in a more partisan light where uh, he gets good ratings from Republicans, fair ratings from uh, from independents, and then the Democrats give him a big thumbs down. Hillary Clinton, as we discussed yesterday, I mean, look, I think she, her numbers were going to fall at some point, but that's an awful big drop, especially in the number of women supporting her. We'll have to to see how that shakes I, I out. I think that was a huge drop and a pretty underreported issue. But underreported, you know, it was on the front page of the Washington Post well, today. Okay, nobody reads the Washington Post, but today, well, but in that this was, town, everybody accuses well, it, it came, of being wrong. It, so. came, it came out, you know, a day, well, twenty-four hours ago, and in this news cycle, I'm saying it was underreported, and as much as I didn't think people honed in on it yesterday when it came out, like I did. Uh, well, so it's, it is a big deal. I mean, I, again, I, I I always sort of back away and think we shouldn't get too wrapped up in it, but you know, if we see it keep happening and we see that trend, uh, it, it cannot be ignored. Just like the Trump-Carson thing, I'm looking at the national polls. Seven out of the last eight national polls I've been looking at, it's all Trump-Carson except for one of them. So I think that gives you a pretty good example of where we're headed. What else do we have with Hillary? We've got a five-month gap in Hillary emails that uh, we have now discovered. This on top of the weekend news, which is the server apparently was not wiped clean by the mom-and-pop shop that kept the server in the bathroom closet. That certainly would indicate that uh, if the FBI uh, people who are in charge of uh, looking at this, if they want to... If that's really true, they should be able to go back and bring back some of that stuff. Maybe not 100 percent, but uh, everything that IT people have told me is if you haven't wiped it clean, you should be able to go back and, and put together some of those emails that have been deleted off of that server. And again, what today is the 15th. So we're halfway through the month. we got another uh, a drop of emails that will come two weeks from today at the end of this month. 
you know, yeah, it's just that drip, drip, drip that seems yeah. to be out there. Well, you keep pointing weeks. that out more than anybody, and I think you're right. This is not going to end, and this is not going to stop. You had a pair of Republican senators, uh, Charles Grassley and Ron Johnson, sending a letter to Loretta Lynch asking if the Justice Department would consider Brian Pagliano, the former State Department staffer responsible for maintaining the private server, to have waived his Fifth Amendment rights, or if he his attorney spoke with lawmakers during a closed meeting. So I guess, you know, they want to see if maybe he already waived those rights. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, we've had a situation before where somebody has spoken before Congress. I'm talking about Lois Lerner, and the courts have not exactly enforced that she violated her Fifth Amendment rights. We'll always have arguments about that. You know, look, uh, Pagliano, as I told you, I, I was in touch with a former State Department official who told me he feels like that Pagliano is the key here, that if there is something that's up and he did not report his income, the outside income from the Clintons, as has been reported, if he didn't report that on his ethics form, what if he didn't report that on his taxes? Yeah, that's something you could use as leverage to try to get more information out of him. Kathleen Willey has uh, come out of the shadows again and slamming uh, Hillary Clinton in a new ad, and I, I think a pretty forceful and, and powerful one at that, as uh, she has gone on, on record being pretty strong against her, and she said... She, that Hillary just chose to ignore the plight of all of Bill's victims. I hope she rots in hell. Wow. It's a reminder that Hillary Clinton, as much as I'm sure she would like to, at times cannot get past uh, the, the, you know, the, the stories and the background and the record of her husband from his time in, uh, you know, in office and more. And that there are people more than happy to bring it up at any point in time that she touches an issue that even uh, resembles some of those uh, that they're talking about. All right. Pretty amazing. All right. We got some other news. Uh, let's see. So the debate is uh, tomorrow night. Uh, the debate strategy is, I think you've laid it out pretty well. Do you go after Trump, not go after Trump? I think what we see going into this debate is Carly is prepared to go after him. So is Rand Paul. So is Jeb Bush. You know, but here's interesting. You mentioned Carly. I, I saw something with her the other day where a, a reporter asked her, well, what are you going to do in the debate? Just go after Trump. And she said, no, you know, it's a it's a really good chance for me to introduce myself. And, you know, that's that's the problem here for some of these uh, candidates that are down in the lower ranks. This is a fantastic opportunity with all kinds of people watching for them to introduce themselves to viewers back home who might not really know much about them. And yet they're in this position where there's this one guy with actually two people now head and shoulders above the field. Do you take much time to introduce yourself or do you try to go after Trump? I mean, you could go after Trump and he could smack you down hard and you might not ever get up. Look at Rick Perry. Yeah, I know. And Rick Perry, we had him on last night. He was he was not too open to a Trump candidacy and uh, talking about rhetoric versus what people have done. I think, you know, looking at that poll, the Washington Post poll that we keep referring to, and 72 percent of Americans think that uh, our government officials are liars and uh, it's so dysfunctional in Washington. I mean, I think that explains a lot about where Bernie Sanders is in the polls. Trump is and Carson is and Fiorina is. They're all outsiders except for Sanders, although you can argue he's an outsider being a socialist. You know, I would say this about Fiorina, though. The last four national polls that have come out have had her at two, three, four, and four. So as much as we talked about that she's moving up to the main stage tomorrow, she has not been able really to crack the, you know, to the top and get into the very top tier uh, and get past others like uh, Ted Cruz, Jeb Bush, and Marco Rubio. Uh, Trump was hilarious last night. We have a completely sold-out American Airlines arena down in Dallas. I mean, packed to the rafters of people that came to hear him speak. And, you know, he uh, literally hammers sanctuary cities and that crap and 
talks about uh, John Kerry being a schmuck. It was hilarious. Look, I- Again, he has got the ability not only as a showman, but as somebody who understands how to get. I mean, is there anybody else who has their speeches uh, uh, broadcast wall to wall on the cable networks? No. Well, Bernie Sanders had some of his earlier this week, but I'd almost argue it was because of the venue and it was a Monday. Trump, I, I mean, it's a big deal for the networks, whether it's CNN, whether it's Fox, whether it's MS. It brings eyeballs. It's going to get attention. And really, if you're one of the other candidates, you got to sort of be wondering, am I ever going to get that kind of attention? Because and, and that feeds into this strategy choice. Do you go after Donald Trump here? Because you know darn well that if you were able to land something against him, you would get an awful lot of attention the morning after. Where do we stand on the funding of Planned Parenthood bill at this time? Uh, there is, uh, I mean, in terms of the CR, the stopgap budget that'll have to be approved by the end of the month or else we have a government shutdown, there's been no word on, I would doubt that the that there would, uh, well, look, you're not going to be able to get anything through the House and the Senate and to the president that has a carve out that says no money for Planned Parenthood on that simply because it'll be filibustered in the Senate. But there will be a vote later this week in the House on a bill that expressly just says you, you know, no money goes to Planned Parenthood. So I would assume that the House will easily approve that either Thursday or Friday. Send that to the Senate. Senator McConnell will try to bring it up at some point. I would think the Democrats would filibuster it and maybe even have a few Republican votes on that as well. And then you sort of turn around and say, okay, you can't even get that out of the Congress. Now, I know there's a lot of Republicans that still would like to have a shutdown showdown over that. Interviewing Republicans in the hallway in recent weeks, you run into several groups. One, that want to have the showdown. Two, that agree with them, but they say, you know what, we can't get that on the stopgap budget, on the CR. It's just not going to happen. And the third, that, uh, you know, they'd like to have that fight, but they really don't want to see a shutdown, period. Where are we on Iran before we have to break here? Uh, There'll be a vote in the Senate later today again. Uh, to try to force action on a disapproval resolution that will not go anywhere. Uh, the Vatican today endorsed the agreement that makes me wonder, uh, Sean, whether the Pope will mention this issue next week when he speaks to the Congress. By the way, I know you don't do endorsements or take endorsement deals. If you did for your birthday or your wife's birthday or your anniversary, I would send you flowers from 1-800-Flowers.com, but because you're a journalist, you don't do that. Thank I tried, you very to, I tried much, to offer you something from one of our advertisers one time. You said, nope, can't do it. Just like I don't vote in elections, Hannity, stop it. That's right. I'll see you tomorrow from the Reagan Library, buddy. All right, my friend. Thank you. Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington. You know, a Harvard study shows September the 16th is the most common date for birthdays. Now, you can help the person in your life celebrate a birthday with a beautiful bouquet. And I mean beautiful because they make the best bouquets out there at 1-800-Flowers.com, the freshest flowers anywhere. They are the official florist for birthdays. And by the way, maybe you don't have a birthday to celebrate. What about a special day? Or just because, because, because of all the wonderful things people do for you every single day. Now, I always depend on 1-800-Flowers.com for all occasions, birthdays, weddings, anniversaries, whatever it happens to be. And sadly, even funerals because they're the best 1-800-Flowers.com wants to celebrate with someone special and they're giving you my listeners a great offer for somebody you love right now order a dozen stunning beautiful fresh roses you'll get another dozen free and they'll even include a free glass face now it's all just $29.99 that's half off the original cost a full bouquet 24 roses plus a vase $29.99 
A great deal for you and beautiful roses for them. Why not surprise somebody you love today? You can't get an offer like this every day. This is incredible. Just go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Use your desktop, your mobile device. Click on the radio microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Put in my last name, Hannity. 1-800-Flowers.com. Put in my last name, Hannity. Or just call 1-800-Flowers and say, hey, your friend, Sean Hannity, sent you. We'll continue. The information you need, the truth you demand. This is the Sean Hannity Show. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.